Hello and welcome to Get That Grad Job, a podcast brought to you by the Lancaster University Careers Team. Today's theme is finding a job. I'm Hannah, your host, and I'm joined by three guests. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you could all just introduce yourselves, that would be great. I guess I'll start. Um, I'm I'm Robert Van. Um, I work for the Environment Agency. Um, I'm a, a project manager working in uh, large uh, capital flood risk uh, management schemes. Great. Um, so yeah, I'm David Bashter. I'm currently a careers coach at Lancaster University. My role at Lancaster is to support current students and graduates um, with everything um, to support them with their careers and employability. I hold one-to-ones with students. I teach on some modules across Lancaster University with um, careers and employability themed learning outcomes. Um, yeah, that's me. Thanks. Uh, hi, um, I'm Arlen Fatori. I'm an economics graduate from Lancaster University. Uh, just graduated, so right now I'm just looking for graduate opportunities. Uh, it's what I've been doing the past two months. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Fab. Thank you so much for joining me and it's so great to have both students, staff and other people in industry um, joining us for this discussion today. So I guess when you're thinking about finding a job, the first thing that's worth thinking about is what kind of jobs to look for. So how do you know what kind of jobs to look for? I think from my perspective, um, I think it's, it's, it's key to keep your options open. Um, I think one of one of the mistakes that some people could make is is to be focused on one particular organization or or sector and that may um reduce the the kind of scope of of opportunities that they may um be open to that that would be my advice initially great yeah just to echo what um robert said so i, I sort of fell into that mentality at the start of my sort of job hunting process i was kind of looking for specific jobs within financial services and that really sort of limited my options a lot I wasn't getting I wasn't hearing back but it's only once I started to really like broaden my search and kind of look for skills rather than the job title itself that's when it all kind of changed for me I started hearing back a lot more so that's that's definitely a key point to take into account not to kind of Mm. aim for something really specific at the start yeah I'd agree with 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 both those comments I think one of the things that I, I I work with my students a lot on this is obviously taking time to reflect on the, the the program of study that you have undertaken, the learning outcomes and the modules that you've covered. But also, many of the students that I have worked with in the past who haven't been successful have been quite um, closed with, it has to be this company or, or nothing, and they, they haven't widened their search out there. And furthermore, they when, when I've been speaking to students in the past as well, there's this feeling of be aware of other organizations but other also other sectors that could give you the same opportunities to work in that with it with those particular skill sets so making sure that you do take time to reflect on what you've done talk to people and as as both robert and uh, alan have said making sure that you you widen your search a little bit don't be too fi- yes be fixated on what you want to achieve but don't be unwilling to be flexible in the way you look but also in, in the types of organizations that you that you can find absolutely uh, if I could expand what David just said, it's a lot of the skills that you get are very transferable. So again, it's just about trying to get that experience in, in the first place, which is what I, I found is it's kind of it's worked for me. Yeah, I think I, I would echo that. It's just something I was going to bring up, and it it feels like something I'm probably going to be touching on later on as well, because I think it's quite important. Is that um, 
the, the those kind of softer skills that you learn throughout your course um, are often uh, as important or more important than the kind of detail and, and, and the knowledge that you've gained. So a lot of companies will be looking for um, your 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 skill um, and, and and your ability to to learn and, and show that you're able to um, you know adapt to certain kind of work environments and things like that rather than having all the knowledge straight away because I think a lot of employers will know that that's not going to be the case particularly from graduates so being able to show that you are um, you have the ability to apply skills and, and develop that way is, is really important. I, I think that's a, a, a really top point you've made there Rob. Um, often again the students I work with and graduates I work with often say to me but I think well I think my degree has given me enough to get this job but I don't know how to do that job and often, often many of these students have never undertaken these, these types of opportunities before so it's really important to remember um, that reflecting on what Rob said about the soft skills etc training will be provided you are not expected to jump into a job straight from your degree hit the ground running with no support no training no development um, stretched out ahead of you so making sure that you you know that making sure that you can articulate how you learn how you develop and what you want to develop is is really really important for many of the roles that you will be applying for so none of us are the finished article never will be we, we've all got areas for development <laughs> we've all got areas for development but yeah. making sure that you go into the interview knowing or on your application you know identifying areas that you want to learn and develop and you know that's that's what they're looking for they're looking for the core competencies, of course, but they're not going to expect you to jump straight into the job and and do it without any training or support or development. Yeah, I think I think one more thing that that I guess it, it might not be um, immediately kind of um, something that people would think about is is just making sure that the company is right for you as well. Um, I think in the um, Kind of clamour to, to find a role, you may well look to be applying at places that, that really aren't the right fit for you. And I think being able to um, consider and then have a have a good um, you know think about whether you can actually see yourself in those roles and you see yourself working for a company like that is really important. Um, rather than jumping into a role that really is um, something either. Um, is, is out of kind of your area of expertise or, or something that you're not too comfortable with. I think it's important to take time to, to make a considered decision. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I think knowledge, knowledge of the companies is important. I feel like um, when I've been applying, I've, you know, I've done my research on the company. I, I kind of, what Robert said, I try to envision myself working there. And it's also just the things I find out about the companies on this research, on this research is sort of things I bring up in interviews as well. And it's things they seem to really like. It kind of shows that I'm, I'm actually thinking about it as opposed to just applying to sort of any random job. So, what kind of other things do you think is important to look for when you're considering a job? Rob, Rob's touched on this, but it's about making sure, and, and I think Alan as well. I think it's really, really important that you may have aspirations to work for a certain company or a certain organisation, but making sure, and, I th- and again, I think both of this, both of the, the, the chaps on the call have, have, have mentioned this, but making sure that you have the, first of all you know the company or as much about the company as you possibly can from an about us section on their website what that company ethos is what their um, organization culture is like and you, you know there's a whole lot that goes into it and making sure that there's a there's a fit there between your 
personal um, outlook, if you like, but also the way you learn, making sure that the company is a fit for you, both in terms of your own development, but also making sure that you you are invested within the company from your own perspective. So making sure that you have a an emotional attachment in many ways to a company that you really want to work for that organization, that you, you have an affinity with that organization, and making sure that you believe in the organization by looking at the strategic aims of that organization or the mission statement or the corporate values, making sure that you can see links between what they are trying to achieve, what your outlook is, and making sure that it goes much more, much deeper really than just, I need a job. Um, I appreciate those are, <laughs> that's easy to say in the current <laughs> climate, but having, having an, an affinity with an organization and wanting to contribute overall to where that organization is heading can go an awful long way at interview because you you become invested in it and it can show through your application, your interview, um, and it shows that you will be a natural fit uh, um, and, an, and, a, and a very good appointment to an organization if, if, you're, if you're that invested. Definitely. I think it's um, another important thing is, is just the actual skills you're going to be gaining from that job to kind of look into detail, look at what the role involves and what you can actually get out of it in terms of actually developing yourself as a, as a working individual. So, like, um, so the, the roles that I've been looking at, they, they sort of the skills I'm going to get from that is it's going to tie into my future aspirations, which is eventually to go into finance. But I'm not necessarily looking for finance jobs at the moment. So it's like I wouldn't really look for media-related job right now because it's not something I want to do in the future. So that's one thing to kind of take into account is, is what you're going to gain out of it and how it's going to help you with your your future aspirations as well. Yeah, I, th- I think I think from my point of view, and I can. I can say from experience, um, because I, as I was speaking to Hannah before, I, I um, graduated my undergrad in 2008 and, and the economy then was, I guess, well, the, the jobs market was probably not too dissimilar then to it was now. So it was very difficult to, to get that kind of graduate job. Now, from, from my point of view, um, my kind of success with getting interviews and getting calls back from jobs changed drastically once I'd started a temporary role with HMRC. Um, initially something that I probably wouldn't have looked at because I didn't really want to work in tax but also I didn't feel like I wanted to take a temporary role, I would prefer something permanent. But once you have an employer like that um, on your CV, a lot of those skills that you that I was learning throughout that time were transferable to, to my future job within the environment agency. So, you know, being able to get and being able to demonstrate that kind of experience within different sectors, I think, is important. And doing whatever you can to to make your CV stand apart from other other candidates is um, really important. And I think those temporary assignments are a, a really good um, stepping stone to further opportunities. It, it was it was interesting actually. I know there's a there's a probably some um, maybe concerns from from the students out there as to how to kind of fit into into an office kind of work environment and being able to operate like that. I know it's it's completely different to, to the university kind of lifestyle, I suppose. Um, but there, there are some some companies out there, particularly public sector, that do offer that flexibility of work hours um, and, and can, you know, make it a lot easier to make that transition as well. That's really interesting. It's a really good um, case study, if you like, to, to promote as part of this um, podcast that students don't well, don't dismiss a job that just isn't the typical hours making sure that you take advantage of if the job 
if, if a job's close to what you're looking for, great. It doesn't have to always be, I'm not going to say we certainly don't live in a nine to five world anymore, but the, the whole, <laughs> if, you, if you see an opportunity and you can take advantage of that opportunity, um, as Rob says, if it, if it opens up potential opportunities further down the line, don't dismiss a job just because the hours are not what you predicted or envisioned. Mm-hmm. In um, because that could lead to other things, and I think being flexible about where you look, how you look, the flexibility that that job can provide you with, is is massive, massively important. That's I know this is a, a podcast, so you can't see what I am nodding a lot there. I think the <laughs> willingness to be flexible yeah. in an approach to that, Dave, actually, uh, That's what that's what's deterred me in the past uh, when job hunting. It's actually looking at the hours. I kind of just thought, if it's just three days a week, what am I really going to gain from that? Can I really talk about it? But Doing sort of because I had a little break from job hunting for a while, and when I've come back to it, I've, I've opened my mind a lot more. And it's actually these roles that are getting back to me more more often than sort of the more longer hour roles as well. So it's a good point you make. That's interesting. I think obviously because it can be, um, if it's a part time role, if it's three four days a week, whatever it may be, then that could provide you with opportunities to address any development um, opportunities that you want to to work on during that time. It may provide you with the scope and flexibility to undertake other activities as well. Um, to support your ongoing development. So, yeah, I think in, in the current climate, I mean, I, I'm saying this because I know my first job at, at, within higher education was working part-time on a fixed-term contract. Um, and 13, 14 years later, I'm loving working in higher education. It, it just making, it's taking advantage of where you, of, of the opportunities that are ahead of you and, and making it work for you. And even, even if it's not a full-time job, if it's um, a 0.8 contract or a 0.6 contract, then you do have flexibility within to continually develop yourself and look for the things as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, take advantage of, of everything that Rob's just said, really. That's, that's what I want to endorse. So you've just started talking a little bit about the types of jobs that are available, uh, but really practically, where can students and graduates look for jobs? Um, I guess I could start. The, the Environment Agency and, and the public sector generally, um, all the applications are on... Um, a central website that you can get through gov.uk um, now um, all of the external jobs are advertised there so once you've created a login um, on the website um, you can select certain criteria for roles that you might be looking for um, things like you know within a certain area or within a certain pay band that kind of thing uh, and it will automatically um, tell you when when jobs like that come up um, so you can create notifications there, but yeah, so it's fairly simple with with the environment agency and the public sector. It's basically all online. Loads of job boards out there, uh, specifically designed for graduates to help graduates as well. So I've been using um, Milk Ground Sanctuary Graduates, and all they'll actually do is they'll call you first and, and support you through the process as much as they can. So there's those resources that. that kind of help you out as well that are really sort of graduate specific but then there's also sort of the big ones like monster and indeed um you know i've, I've heard back from them multiple times as well so it's just about kind of knowing which jobs you want and, and plugging that into their their search engine and you can sort of filter it by skills as well and like robert said um you set up the alerts with the emails and you don't even have to go on it yourself they'll just kind of send it to you every morning as well so it's really handy. So there's, there's loads of places to find jobs. Yeah, for, for building on that, um, for Lancaster University students, obviously we have an awful lot, and graduates obviously, we have a lot of resources within 
um, Lancaster to support you um, and, and the compliments from Robert and uh, Ireland have said there. So within careers at Lancaster we obviously have um, resources and portals of Target Connect which you can obviously look for part-time roles and full-time roles. We also have the careers portal which has a, a bespoke tailored careers um, and employability job search function within that so that you can actually begin to tailor your, your opportunities there. Furthermore, with, with the recent work I've been doing with a lot of postgraduate students, increasingly there's a, there's a greater emphasis being placed on organisations or certainly resources such as LinkedIn. So being able to navigate your way through LinkedIn, making sure that your profile is up to date, making sure that you have a clear idea of the types, not necessarily the job, but the types of organisations that you want to work with and for. Uh, a lot of recruiters now, more increasingly, are, are placing their adverts on LinkedIn, uh, direct applications via LinkedIn. So there's an opportunity, there's a whole wealth of um, resources there for, for for anyone looking for for the types of roles that you may be looking for, or that are perhaps less traditional than, than, than the normal routes of just jumping on a website. There are various opportunities. And don't forget as well, speculative applications, speculative applications to organisations, whilst yes in the current climate might be a challenge they do provide often a, a good way into an organization to, to support your networking activity and furthermore they they, they provide the employer with a, a clear idea that you are passionate and you've taken the, the, the opportunity to write to them to express an interest in, and who knows what can happen they, they may have your details on file they may may not have anything available for you at that particular time but in three or four months they may they may contact you so i think as, as Robert and, and Alan have said, taking advantage of the whole strategic approach to job hunting is, is something I would really endorse. Don't just settle on one, use different vehicles if you like to, to try and um, secure your future employment. So it sounds like there's lots of different job opportunities out there. How can students stay motivated and maybe organised as well during their job search? I think I think one of the things is, is to not just uh, blindly send out CVs and, and apply everywhere in a way that is is kind of demoralizing but also um, the benefits of not doing that and, and considering each CV that you send in is that you often will tailor it to that mm -hmm. to that job role being so kind of speaking from experience where I've been in the recruitment side of things at the agency is you can tell the applications that have had thought put in them and the ones that haven't so I think it's it's important to um, be aware that that people do read these things when they get them in, and if it's it, it is very clear when one is um, just basically a, a blanket CV that's been thrown out everywhere. So I think I think in order to try and stay motivated, try and just consider what's going in because ultimately that should increase your chances in the future as well. Great. Um, for me, well, what's kept me motivated is kind of realizing that uh, this this job job searching process it, it's different for everyone it's not going to be the same you know everyone everyone's in a different sort of position despite us all being graduates you know a lot of my friends have grad, uh, found graduate jobs almost immediately but I've not sort of let that deter me because I know that they're in different industries they have different career ambitions so like just realizing that it, it will happen for you but it's just it's a it's a longer process and that that's kind of what gets me motivated that's for that, great so building on, on what's been said there, I think, yes, motivation, but also factoring in resilience, factoring in the fact that you are um, you're demonstrating resilience and, and keeping on going. And, and as absolutely Rob, Rob said, making sure that when you are applying, 
making sure that you do take the time to um, tailor your application. There's nothing worse than sending 50 applications and then getting the same result without actually <laughs> that particular organization. Um, so actually taking take a step back if you are perhaps not getting what you would hope for, take a step back, reflect on what, what, how and where you are applying to. Come and see me, come and see Hannah, <laughs> come and actually <laughs> just to get some feedback on what you're creating. Um, but yeah, easy for me to say, I know, but, but do be resilient and, and, and keep on going. I know from my own personal experience and Hannah's experience um, that you know people don't give jobs away and I think it's making sure that you, you are resilient, you, are, you learn from each application and each interview that you attend and you constantly reflect and tailor your approach to the various organizations that you are applying for. Um, yeah, so I think, yes, motivation is key uh, and making sure that you, you stay on track. But for me, it's, it's about being resilient, making sure that you know the things that you've done and how transferable they are and what the impact, the deeper impact that you can make with the organization and, and staying on task and, and making sure that despite some knockbacks, which we've all had, I'm sure, that you, you keep on going. I think I think there's no guessing away from the fact, you know, that it is it's a difficult market out there at the moment, and you know there's there's no two ways about that. And then it's nobody's fault, and it's just a difficult situation that we're in. Um, so it's just understanding that you know everybody's in the same position. I think will probably help to to motivate. But I think one more thing that I just wanted to touch on was that there is uh, the opportunity with a lot of these processes to ask for feedback yeah. on on applications particularly if you were to get to the interview stage um, you can go back to the employer and and just um, ask them for some feedback on exactly kind of where you kind of fell down over other people or where you can to learn to develop those different things that you may be deficient in um, and again you know that if you don't take those opportunities then you, you um, could well be making the same mistake again and again which obviously is is very demotivating in itself yeah really annoying when you don't get feedback <laughs> after spending like an hour and a half on an application it's just they say the same thing just unfortunately this and that and that's it and they don't give feedback it can be quite demoralizing i guess because you can't really you don't really know where you went wrong so how do you deal with that alan personally I, I you just got to take it on the chin really there's there's nothing you can do i mean there are companies that do give you feedback and like and you try to learn from that as best as you can but but the other ones, I'll just look at what the, the application process involved, like what I sent out personally, like what my cover letter looked like, and I'll just try to just improve it as much as I can, really. No, it's really useful. Um, just in the last couple of minutes before we finish, we've talked about so much stuff today that's been really valuable, but could you just each give us a top tip for job searching for our graduates and students that are looking at the moment? I think for me, the, the most important thing is trying to find a way to um, make your CV stand out from other people's. Um, you know, there, there are hundreds or thousands of graduates a year who are applying for the same jobs. You need to try and do something that, that will um, interest uh, the people sifting through these CVs. I think that the, the two ways for me that you can do that is either um, through taking volunteering opportunities and those things that are, are different from the you know from the norm any opportunities that, any opportunities that you can take to demonstrate that you're doing something you know um, extra that you didn't have to do I think is really important but also in a lot of sectors there'll be a route to um, a professional membership of some sort 
So whether if you're an engineer, there, there could be the Institute of Civil Engineers, um, or for, for myself, it's the uh, Chartered Institution for Water and Environmental Management. There are a lot of um, student um, membership grades that don't cost anything, but do allow you sometimes to put those little letters after your name. Having something like that on an application immediately shows that you're taking your role in that sector more seriously than another applicant and you're willing to um, show that that uh, desire to, to progress those skills as well. So I think those two things are, for, for, for me, has been in those positions of, of sifting through CVs. They really stand out. Right. If I give one tip, it would be consistency, uh, just to sort of to keep going at it because obviously we're, we are in troubling times at the moment you know we're all in the same position and like I said before everyone's journey is going to be different because we're all searching for our our own perfect job and so it might seem like you're you're wasting wasting time you know just sending out hundreds of applications and not hearing back but really you're you're investing in yourself because you can I, I'm now able to fill out applications twice as quickly as I was before so I'm getting more out I've sort of got my answers more prepared I know what I want and that's because of the fact that I've kept kept applying for jobs non-stop and it's just sort of helped me to, to realize what I want so I'd say um, just keep keep sticking with it uh, don't don't let yourself sort of be demoralized by the fact that you're not getting a job yet um, and yeah that's it Fab. Uh, so yeah think of yourself as a brand think of yourself as someone who can contribute to the organization make sure that you present yourself in a way that you market yourself to that organization with your skills, your experiences, and, and, and what you can bring to that organization. So that would be my one of my top tips. Fantastic. This has been a really interesting discussion, and we hope that you listening have found it interesting as well. Uh, so thank you for listening to Get That Grad Job, and thank you especially to my brilliant guests. Tune in next time for more information and advice on getting your grad job. Bye.